0: Welcome to Care Talk, America's home for incisive debate about healthcare business and policy. I'm David Williams, president of Health Business Group.
1: And I'm John Driscoll, the CEO of CareCentrics. David, everyone from the WHO to President Biden is saying we need to take monkeypox seriously. What say you? John, I
0: think with a name like Monkeypox, how could we not take it seriously? You know, I don't know about it. John, before we jump to conclusions and start calling it a pandemic and something of huge concern, let's just take a deep breath and analyze it more rationally. So I want to know, you know, why are we suddenly hearing about monkeypox and should we be worried about monkeypox, John?
1: Well, I think we should be worried about anything that the World Health Organization warns us about. That's the lesson from the last pandemic, but based on what we know today, I think that this will be a manageable virus. I mean, this this virus has, has been around for a number of years. It was named because it showed up originally in monkeys that were being used in research, I believe in the 50s. It's tended to focus in uh, West Africa and Central Africa. Uh, it would appear that it is a relatively low impact in terms of serious illness and that smallpox uh antivirals or or vaccines uh should ap- appear to work and we actually have curative therapies for folks who suffer from monkeypox i think the scary thing is all of these cases popping up uh seemingly out of nowhere just as we're starting to get the other pandemic in, under control but i think you have to take seriously the warnings but perhaps not the worry
0: well, John, you know I think one of the reasons we're hearing about it a lot is that there's uh, outbreaks that are occurring in places that don't usually have it. Now, true from time to time, somebody uh, a traveler may return from uh, from from where monkeypox usually is, which is in Africa. And on May seventh, there was a traveler to the UK coming from Nigeria. But by a couple of weeks later, it's in many countries: uh, eight European countries, U.S., Australia, Canada, and it appears that there is local transmission occurring. Although it's still just uh, at the level of, uh, you know, dozens of cases. Although I remember hearing, you know, something similar <laughs> about COVID-19 uh, at one point
1: in time. But it doesn't, It monkeypox is a, a, a virus that doesn't, that isn't nearly as easily spread as the coronavirus. Um, you aren't contagious for, uh, for as, as long and you are contagious during the period of active viral symptoms. So you don't have this um, uh, dangerous situation where people don't realize they're spreaders because they don't feel sick. Uh, You also have the ability, I think, if we use the techniques we've got around contact tracing, well, a awareness so that people are actually testing for monkeypox. second, contact tracing so we can do what's called ring vax vaccine vaccination. So you you basically vaccinate anyone who's been exposed to folks who have tested positive for the virus. I think we could, we're could. we in a good position to contain this as long as people know about it, are testing for it, and we actually use the tools we've got. It's a scary name, but, it's, it, but based on what we know right now, it doesn't appear to be a scary virus.
0: Well, I mean, John, you answered a couple of my questions like, you know, how does someone get monkeypox and is monkeypox contagious? It sounds like. You can get it from close personal contact, but it's not nearly as contagious as some other uh, viruses that are out there. Now, you also mentioned ring vaccination. Now, that presumes a vaccine. The good news is that you know, monkeypox is related, and not just uh, in it by the sound of it, but it's actually related to smallpox. And there are two smallpox vaccines on the market, one of which is actually explicitly uh, also registered for monkeypox. So we do start this not with a novel virus like we had uh, with COVID-19 and not with one that lacks a, lacks a vaccination or a treatment. There actually is vaccination. And interestingly, John, you know, you mentioned there's some curative elements to it, but with this vaccine, you can also give it within four days of exposure and supposedly reduces symptoms even if you give it
1: up to two weeks after that. exposure dramatically you also have what appears to be a much lower mortality rate although again it's a it's a virus where the most vulnerable populations immunocompromised the elderly the very old and the very young are at, at greatest risk uh, but you do have uh, curative therapies and and for the most part this is a low leth- lethality modestly bothersome flu-like uh, with uh, with the red, Marks and the postules that make it pox-like, um, and that 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 uh, uh, vaccine, although it's none of the vac- smallpox vaccines and anti monkeypox vaccines are authorized under the FDA. The, the European Community has actually designated one of those uh, uh, I forget the name of it smallpox vaccines as a uh, as as as, cure, as as a vaccine for monkeypox. So I think we're, we've got the tools. And honestly, we've got the awareness of the danger of public health problems getting out of control. I think we're going to, we're going to do this. I mean, there's a bunch of questions we should be asking. If the president of the United States is saying we should be worried about it, we should really be questioning how many of those smallpox vaccines that are relevant for monkeypox are, are available. Um, you know, the, uh, we, we came up with a new fast way to come up with a coronavirus vaccine we're gonna rely on older vaccines. I think the first question we should ask David is, do we have the public health authorities dialed in and are we communicating about this? It feels like that's happening. Then the second is, how many vaccines do we actually have to make sure that we can vaccinate in force if we have to, even though it appears to be a small problem right now, the one the, 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 where we got behind with the coronavirus is we didn't surge the capacity on curative testing and vaccines, early on. And we had we, we had to sort of catch up to the full force of it. If we've got vaccines and we've got curative therapies, if we can do tracing and testing, we should be investing in those resources now so that we can contain this thing.
0: So, John, I think it does matter the fact that uh, monkeypox is not so contagious because the ring vaccination can work and vaccination can work even after somebody has had the exposure. Whereas COVID, you basically have to vaccinate the whole world with monkeypox, if it doesn't move very quickly, then this ring vaccination can work. And we're not talking about having enough vaccination for billions of people, uh, but hopefully for, for a much lower number. And John, I want to point out that, um, you know, that it President Biden has expressed concern about monkeypox. And I've noticed that, for example, Belgium was the first to impose a quarantine. They have a 21-day mandatory quarantine for patients. So it is, it is seriously, I mean, somewhere in between very serious or hey we got a heads up and we're going to take care of it and you know bounce back after having dropped the ball on covid.
1: Well, I want to I want to be really careful about distinguishing what we know from the past for what we know right now. We actually don't have enough cases and we haven't spent enough time with this version of monkeypox to know whether it's morphing at all. If you recall Ebola morphed into a far more dangerous uh, viral infection that overwhelmed people's bodies. And that's not going to be true of monkeypox. It doesn't appear to be true of of the, of the, the kind of uh, illnesses that people are getting right now, that they feel similar to the ones prior. But historically, to your point, the mo- monkeypox hasn't really um, uh, developed in much outside of people who had direct contact with individuals in Central and West Africa. Uh, this is a virus that um, based on history, you know it's it's bodily fluids, it's close personal contact, kissing, spending very close personal time, uh, but it is also a virus that uh, uh, can contaminate clothing, for example, for long periods of time. Um, so we're still getting our arms around. So based on what we know, um, we should certainly be doing everything we can to contain it. We've also got to watch to make sure that it doesn't morph in ways that we have not seen before, and so that's why. Tracing identification, tracing and containment are so important and really understanding what resources we have. I mean, they I think the Biden administration has said that there are enough vaccines to contain this, but they haven't really told us how many are in the emergency stockpile. I mean, we originally uh, stockpiled uh, the goal was to stockpile enough smallpox vaccine that if there was a resurgence of that because we effectively eradicated it around the world, uh, we could vaccinate the, the nation. I don't know that we've really validated that. And there were certainly a lot of surprises in the supply chain early on in the coronavirus. We don't need that now. And I am glad that we are focusing on it as a priority. But I think it's you know it's one of those things where you need to prioritize it, but not panic about it. I don't, this is not like, uh, you know, the coronavirus dot, 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 two. John, one of the
0: things I've been thinking about is whether the COVID-19 pandemic has helped us prepare for monkeypox. On the one hand, you know, just the fact that we're discussing it at this early stage of the outbreak is a positive indicator. We have better processes around public health. People are attuned to the supply chain, the possibility of vaccines. But there's also a weariness from COVID and also a politicization of public health that in some ways makes matters worse. You know, it's been maybe only a few days that so we haven't heard any political sniping uh, yet about monkeypox, but one can imagine uh, if there are you know, any public health measures that uh, people are expected to take, uh, that this will be treated in somewhat of a political manner and not purely as public health. So I think on balance, uh, having had the COVID-19 pandemic as a practice round for monkeypox is, is a good thing, but it's not universally positive.
1: Oh, no. I mean, I think we've got a broken public health system where it is only certain states and cities have invested in actually infrastructure that could rapidly scale to contain this kind of a pandemic. Uh, there was a big investment in public health post the Spanish flu of 1918. Um, but like, uh, the, but the, the unfortunate timing is you've got a public that's weary of public health measures. Um, even with, with COVID-19 and BAA2 in certain parts of the country where people are suggesting indoor masking and in, whether it's Philadelphia or certain other uh, or, or certain areas of transport locally. I think you're seeing very low compliance because people are tired. Um, but perhaps, David, the the irony here is a novel virus with a scary name will get people to actually invest yeah. a little bit more in public health. Maybe that's what we need to get the critical investment in public health to protect the public. But I just think as a practical matter, are you are you worried about monkey pox? How do you feel about it? John, I'm
0: I'm worried about monkeypox, kind of, but not I'm not so worried about it really. I am worried about the fact that, you know, when when we're talking about COVID-19 and we talked about the last pandemic. The last big one was back, you know, a hundred years earlier. And these are like sort of like the hundred-year floods that now come every couple or three years, you know, due to changes in in the climate. Now, granted, there have been other pandemics, but uh, I'm concerned about what comes sneak,
1: next. You just snuck climate change into this. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know where you're going. Are you the kind of person who gets scared during shark week to not swim in the ocean? I'm scared during shark week about how my fellow, my fellow viewers
0: might be, uh, might be up to, but no, I'm not worried about it, John. I'm worried about, you know, another novel virus like COVID monkeypox, not really a novel one another well-established virus that emerges from a hiding place. You know, and maybe we'll luck out and uh, we'll have nothing to fear at all, John. But I think that is the, the least likely of cases. But I, I,
1: but I think you're onto something there. I think COVID-19, there's like 40 variants out there. I don't think people realize that. And what, you, what, what we really need to worry about is a version of COVID-19 that escapes the, the protection that the vaccines provide is it since we sort of made the the odd social or political decision, not to focus on vaccinating the world, uh, you've effectively got two worlds, a vaccinated first world, for the most part, and an unvaccinated third world, which is the majority of the population. And as long as that's true, COVID 19 will continue to morph and change and grow. And I do worry that to me is a much bigger threat to public health than uh, monkeypox. But again, the irony here may be that monkeypox gets us the investment in public health that we need. Could be, John. We'll call it the,
0: you know, the, I don't even have a name for it, but, you know, the, the monkeypox miracle that that is what saved public health. So, John, why don't we close it up right there before we go any further downhill or uphill. I'm David Williams,
1: president of Health Business Group. And I'm John Driscoll, the CEO of CareCentrics. If you like what you heard, or you did, be subscribing to the public